0: Welcome to the 91st minute. I'm Ryan Chop, and I'm joined, as always, with Tom Hayes. Tom, how are you this week?
1: I'm really good. How are
0: you? Yeah, not too bad.
1: Not too bad. Can't okay.
0: complain. Um, haven't yet lost uh, in the. Haven't yet lost this season. Um,
1: Both of us can't <laughs> so complain.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit odd, but um, yep, we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, yeah, so this week, obviously, we had a big week of action in the Premier League and the first match day of the Champions League, kicked off with some interesting results there. Um, mm. Some, some well, I suppose, a few surprises in the Premier League, but not as big yeah. um, as they could have been, perhaps. Um, moving on. Um, We have the rundown. There's a few things that happened this week um, that we'll talk about. Um, No transfer whispers um, as per norm just begun. Um, We have fixtures, um, including the third round, the first round proper of the League Cup or the Carabao League Cup, um, which is the third round, uh, which sees most of the Premier League teams in action um on Wednesday and Thursday and then we'll move on to all but one of Premier League match week 6's matches
1: yeah so yeah should drain into it all right so this week we saw the opening match day of the uh new and uh, new season of the Champions League uh which started on Wednesday morning for us for uh, th- Tuesday nights over in Europe. Um, but, yeah, we'll just go in order of groups um, that play during the day. So Wednesday, um, we'll start with Group E, uh, which we had... I'm not ready. Dynamo Kiev and uh, Benfica played out a, uh, a nil-all draw. This one was... It didn't feel like a nil-all draw, um, looking into it. Um, Benfica seemed to dominate on paper mostly, but um, Dynamo Kiev were actually closer... To a winner in the final Mm. stages and they even had one overturned uh due to handball, I think it might have been. Um in the lead up. Might have been offside. Um, I think I think
0: it might have been offside. Um but yeah, um they celebrated like they won the game. Um
1: they thought they they it actually took
0: a while for the yeah, it actually took a while for VR to um rule it out. It wasn't Mm. a straight up thing. I don't think the flag was up or anything. So Yeah. yeah. Interesting one there.
1: Yeah. Um the next match in group E was a romping sort of. Uh Bayern defeating Barcelona 3-0 at the new camp. Uh Thomas Muller uh, scoring the first, Lewandowski scoring the second and third. Um but yeah, I think they you know the Barcelona were outclassed, outplayed. Um yeah, Bayern yeah. just being able to register way more attacking threat than Barcelona. Um, but yeah, the one thing I will mention is um, the first and third goal had, was, had no chance for Ter and They were both deflected and he was already going in one direction. Pretty mm-hmm. much an unstoppable shot for the keeper um, in a sense. But um, And the second ball was like a pinball. So you could almost say they were unlucky three times. But when you look at the stats without the goals, I'd say Bayern deserved to win regardless.
0: Yeah, and the way they played, um, obviously they have a recent history in... Bad results uh, against Bayern, um, especially that eight-two uh, on aggregate that yeah. they suffered t- uh, two seasons ago. Uh, yeah. Now, um, yeah, they have they, they 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 trapped them pretty much. They surrounded them, yeah. and they, there's not much that uh, Barcelona could have done mm. differently. I don't think. Um, yeah, feel the pressure now that Messi and Griezmann have left.
1: Yeah, they feel they look and feel very. I wouldn't say immature, but very young, very youthful. Not, not a lot of, um, I, I don't know if maturity is the right word, but there's not a lot of, um, I mean, besides like Busquets, Alba, experiences. PK, it's like a, only one yeah. little bit of the pitch. Like their attack seems very young, which is a, a spot where you feel like you need some level headedness. Um, but yeah. yeah, we'll move on to the next game. Um, we'll have to see. They, they, um, could be in a spot of bother when it comes to getting out of the group if hopefully not, but mm. Dinamo Kiev and Benfica looked pretty dangerous in their own senses. Um, but moving on to group F, we had an upset of sorts. Uh Young Boys defeating Manchester United 2-1 at home. Uh yeah. Ronaldo Ronaldo uh put United in front pretty early on, about 13 minutes in. Then uh Saka was given a straight red in the 35th minute, which he'll miss the next fixture against Villarreal. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but in Gamalou, I think it is. Um, equalized half to half time for young boys. And then it was Sabatu um, scoring the winner in the 95th minute. Um, and yeah, I could say even the United goal, I mean, and the way they just played, they were outplayed as well. Similarly to the way a played played Barcelona. Um, the goal that they got wasn't very convincing either. I think it was their only shot on target or one of their two shots on target. Um, but yeah, after they went to 10 men, they were just completely dominated. And as you would probably expect with any team down to 10 men, um, but yeah. yeah. And then I think it was Lingard as well, that uh, <laughs> a weak back pass to the keeper was intercepted by uh, Sabatú, And then he found the net and yeah, three points as well. So, yeah, I think uh, basically all. Do you have anything on that one? Oh, not
0: really. Um, uh, Ronaldo didn't look too pleased with uh, Lingard, especially uh, letting that, basically assisting the goal. Um, and he was subbed was... off
1: for him. Mm. Ronaldo came yeah. off for Lingard. Um, yeah, I, it was just
0: a bad day, I think, for them. I can see them getting through the the group stage. You'd think um, no yeah. problems after you know, um, as long as this doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. yeah, young boys could be through as well. Um, it's only day one. Managed to replicate <laughs> yeah. that. Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, I will mention we probably won't go through every game as in depth as we are with these ones, or so not really in depth, but just commentary. Um, just because there's so many games we have to get through <laughs> this this week. And next, anyway, next yep. up in Group F, we had Villarreal and Atalanta with a pretty exciting 2-2 draw, one that we'll probably still talk about a little bit. Um, Froula opened the scoring for Atalanta pretty early on in the piece. Trugueros equalised before half time. Groenveld uh, put Villarreal ahead in the, around the 70th minute, 73rd minute. And then Gosen's, uh, equalized for atalanta so after villarreal went one nil down they went two one up equalized again um and then Cockerline uh, received a second yellow for villarreal so he'll miss the united fixture as will one so they'll both have to look into their reserves or their their bench for that for that uh fixture but yeah i think this one was just i think i was kind of expected the way both teams played to be a goal first. I and atalanta Um, Mm. they're known for scoring a lot as well as conceding a lot. So I think if anything, you could have almost expected this one.
0: Yeah, completely agree there. Um, Yeah. Two uh, up and coming or or probably real dark horses for the competition. Obviously Villarreal um, coming off that um, Europa League victory. And Atalanta yeah. getting a fair
1: way through the Champions
0: League last season.
1: Yeah. And especially with this group, if United are to be caught up with these guys, it could be real dangerous for them. They could even fall into that uh, Europa League spot. I doubt they would get completely knocked out. Young boys seem to be primed for that position. But well, usually the. Yeah, team... well, it happened last year, didn't it? With, with United. United. Yeah, they fell in. They were. by match week four, they were top of the group. Match week six, they were third and into the Europa League. And then they went on to to make the final, as we all know. Um, Anyway, uh, moving on to group G, we had Sevilla and RB Salzburg playing at a 1-1 draw. Uh, Sukic uh, put Salzburg ahead with a penalty after they had one uh, missed, I think it was. Oh, the first one was saved. So they had a penalty, was saved. They received another penalty, which Sukic then stepped up. He scored. Um, And then they received yet another penalty. Sukic stepped up. He missed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then uh, Sevilla then received a penalty. (laughs) Rakitic stepped up and he scored. So there was four penalties in the first half. Three of those to Salzburg. Ended up being 1-1. Nothing really happened in the second half beside Yusuf Inesri, who received a second yellow card. And he'll miss the Wolfsburg fixture for Sevilla. Um, which yeah, he's uh, a pretty good goal scorer nowadays. Um, but yeah, I think uh Sevilla were lucky to get away with a point there because Salzburg were pretty dangerous, and especially going down to 10 men again. Um, as we saw yeah. with United, they didn't get overrun. And I, it was a little bit later in the piece as well. Um, and the other game in group G, we had Lil uh taking on Wolfsburg. Uh we had Brooks, uh it was a nil-nil draw, sorry. Uh Brooks from Wolfsburg received two yellow cards as well so he'll miss a Sevilla game so just like the United and um, Villarreal both their players will miss a game for that game so Sevilla and Wolfsburg. Uh, Lil would disallow an opener uh, by David uh, just after half time and then Wolfsburg reduced to 10 men managed to hold on to a point I think Decent result for Wolfsburg, probably wouldn't have expected to get away from the French champions, uh, traveling to them and getting away with a point of sorts. Um, pretty, pretty decent. Um, and yep. then we got Group H. Um, first up, Malmo, uh, defeated by Juventus, three goals to nil. Uh, Sandro scored the first, Dybala second, Marata third, all before halftime. I think we all expected uh, a result similar to this. Um, But yeah, moving on, (laughs) we'll we'll just, all these types of results, we'll just move on. Anyway, next up, the uh, final game that was played Wednesday morning, or Tuesday night, uh, Chelsea defeating Zenit 1-0. An expected win, Lukaku, with the winner-only goal in the 69th minute. Went their way on paper, well-deserved victory at home. Um, Wasn't too many worries, I don't think there was any worries really. No real Not threat really. from Zenit no. either. No. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it for that one. Now moving on to Thursday, and um, we'll try and hurry these ones along. We, as I say that, nine-goal game between Man City and RB Leipzig. Uh, in Nathan, a packed, uh he had, empty head. Empty head. <laughs> yeah, empty head. We had, we had Nathan Aké scoring his first Champions League goal uh, in the 16th minute, and Mukiele uh scored an own goal going City's way 2-0. Um Nkuku made it 2-1 um just before halftime. Mara has managed to score a penalty in additional time of halftime making it 3-1. And then after halftime even more goals were scored. We had Inkuku with his second making it 3-2. Grealish with his first Champions League goals while well, making it 4-2. Nkunku, this, this guy's name, Nkunku, uh, scored his hat-trick, making it 4-3. Yael made it 5-3. Um, and then with 10 minutes to go, Angelino uh, received his second yellow, so he'll miss the Club Bruges fixture in uh, two weeks' time. And then Gabriel Jesus rounded out the match with their sixth and his first of the night. Um, but, yeah, was it the hat-trick wasn't enough for Leipzig. In fact, two hat-tricks still wouldn't have got them the win. Um, but, yeah, City, five different goal scorers. I think that just goes to show that City, even though they don't have a striker, they're still able to score goals everywhere on the pitch. I think they had Ake, a defender, and then they had Grealish, um, a midfielder, Cancelo, a defender, uh, Jesus, and Mahrez, attackers. So everywhere on the pitch got involved in this game. Um, yep. But, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the other Group A game. Club Bruges held PSG at home 1-1. And Herrera, who's popped up quite a few times for PSG this season, uh, scored again, making it 1-0 before Vanaken, the Club Bruges captain, made it 1-1. Turned out to be quite a dominant display for Bruges, who were probably unlucky to walk away with the three points, I think, in the end, um, despite PSG starting with Mbappe, Neymar, Messi... Um, but yeah, I think um, Messi, Bruges, another one. Bruges could be, you know, another dark horse potentially. I know this is just the only yeah. um game week. I know Leipzig could also be one. They're still able to score three goals against City, but another group to watch out for, as all of them are. Uh moving on to group B, Liverpool. Uh just got over AC Milan three two at Anfield uh for Mori. Um, unfortunately scoring an own goal, unfortunately for me, unfortunately in the grand scheme of things, Uh, scoring an own goal in the ninth minute um, off the back of Alexander on a cross. Rebic made it 1-1 before halftime. Diaz doubled the lead. Uh, Brahim Diaz uh, doubled the lead for Milan before halftime as well. Two goals in a matter of two minutes. Uh, Trip in um, or complacency for Liverpool just before halftime, but then Salah made it 2-2 after halftime just before uh, Henderson found the winner in the 69th minute. Um, Salah also missed a penalty in the first half of this game, uh, ending a run of 16 straight penalties. Uh, But yeah, I think Milan had their chances, wasn't really anything to take away from it. I think, if anything, there was more positives to take away being able to score two their first trip to Anfield. Mm. I think that's impressive. Um, but, yeah. Very I much. Think, um, this group could also, I mean, <laughs> all of them could go down to the wire, but some some yeah. glimpses of hope, I think, for AC Milan. Um, so, in the other Group B match, we had Atletico Madrid and Porto playing at a nil all-draw, which Porto were probably the more dominant of the two unlucky to get away with the three points and then even further unlucky when Mbemble was red carded in the 95th minute and he'll miss the game against Liverpool but yeah they had a uh, late winner disallowed you to handball by the goal scorer as he fell over um he brushed the ball with his hand even though it went in the back of the net didn't really deviate which is quite unlucky but it's the rules um but yeah I think the the red card was just (laughs) to dig salt deeper into the wounds um for Potentially stopping a goal scoring opportunity. Now, I know this one was also mm. a bit um, controversial at the time because although he was on a run towards the goal, I forgot who I think it was Griezmann was on a run towards the goal. He's still like on the wing, sort of, it's like on the edge of the box, but there's still plays in between him and the goal, which I, I, that's why I was thinking maybe it wasn't a straight red. Um, but nonetheless, still unlucky. And I think Porto, probably the most unlucky to come away three points this uh, game week, considering travelling to Atletico Madrid, being so close, and then going down to 10 men, they will be weak next fixture. Anyway, Group C. Um, we had Besiktas taking on Dortmund in Turkey. Dortmund uh, coming up 2-1 winners. Jude Bellingham and Erling Haaland, the scores for Dortmund. Montero uh, got one back for Besiktas, nothing but a consolation in the 94th minute think another expected result similar to the Juventus one. um nothing really to mention there um, besides Erling Haaland scoring again um, which is almost becoming an expected thing um, another goal fest in group c uh, where we had sporting and Ajax uh kick six goals in one game five of which going to Ajax four of which going to one player um mm. Sebastian Allaire scored the first and the second within nine minutes. Uh, Paulinho score one back for Porto, their only goal of the match in the 33rd minute. Uh, Berghaus, sporting. what did I say? Porter. Porto. Porto, oh, close enough. <laughs> Paulinho <laughs> scoring the only goal for Sporting in the thirty third minute. Berghaus uh, then restored the two-goal buffer in the 39th minute. And then after halftime, Heller scored his hat-trick and then added another one on uh no none ooh, about 10 minutes later um but yeah Heller, the star in that game uh but yeah i think again probably didn't expect it to be such a blowout but you don't expect mm. four goals to be scored by i think only like in, it's less than like 15 players in the history of the champions league have scored four goals in a game i think messi's the only one to score five um but there's like maybe 10 players that have Olivia, scored 10 yeah, yeah, goals in a game drew scored four last year yeah, so it it's still like only it's yeah, it's hard to, to come do. across. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and now finally group D, uh, yes, some um, Premier League fixtures the match had, of the week. Yeah, and contained the goal of the week: Sheriff, uh, defeating Shakhtar Donetsk two 0 Uh, Traiuri, adama Traori, actually. What do you reckon they said? Um,
0: what, what, what
1: What do you reckon they said? Um after the
0: after the game to Shakta. Something like there's only room for one sheriff in this town.
1: Is that a thing? I think so. Like a uh like a um like a western. Like a Western, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. Anyway Well their badge is like a
0: like an American Western it is. You know, yeah. Like Woody Woody's badge <laughs> sheriff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyway, don't be talking to don't be yeah. talking smack about them there, and by the the, yeah, you probably where they are from their that. mafia. So, <clears throat> <Moldova>. um, allegedly, <coughs> allegedly.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway Adama Traore I predicted sorry. this. So. Yeah, you did. Adama yeah. Traore scored the first goal, which ended up being goal of the week, um, with his 16th minute strike, and then Yansan doubled the lead, put the game to bed, making it two 0 with half an hour to play. But yeah, Den- Shatadanesk really had no answer. Um, they dominated the ball. Oh, almost my double! Did you say the Adama Traore? It's his name. His name's Adama Traore. Yeah, and the bloke that assisted him, assisted both the goals. His name's Cristiano. Oh my god! Yeah, ripping off. What what, what? what? Okay. Yeah. The the funny thing about this one, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk had probably I think it was seventy or sixty five percent possession double the chances on goal just weren't able to find the net um and now because of their Sheriff sit top of group d which probably spoils the next result which you'd all know by now Inter Milan um defeated by Real madrid one 0 in milan uh yeah. rodrigo the only goal scorer in the 89th minute so it came pretty late um it's
0: not, it wasn't a very convincing win yeah um, it looked could have gone almost way.
1: certain it looked almost certain to be an, a goalless draw in the end but Real madrid finding one really really late. Um, but yeah, as I said, Sheriff top of Group D after their first game in the Champions League. Um, so yeah, we'll see the Champions League in a couple episodes' time, game week two. But for now, we'll just talk about game week five or match week five in the Premier League, um, which we start off with Newcastle and Leeds playing out a 1 1 draw at St. James's and Rafinha. And St. Maximin the respective goal scores for either side. Um, more an entertaining first half. And then basically everyone was out of fuel for the second half, and it was like quite a boring second half. Um, but yeah, Rafinha's goal. I mean, it was one of those ones where he whips it in, the keeper misjudges it, <laughs> goes underneath <laughs> him, which is quite funny. Um, and then sent Maximin um equalized with quite a, a stunning solo run in the box. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think. Um, I don't think either team deserved to win this one. I think it was more it had to be a draw to be deserving. (laughs) So next up, we had Wolves and Brentford at the Molyneux, where Brentford picked up their second Premier League win, uh, beating Wolves 2-0. Ivan Toney and Embuemo put Brentford 2-0 up inside the first half. They had the ball in the back of the net four times, but they had uh, two disallowed, one to handball, one to offside yeah, Wolves had really no answer. And I think it will be soon coming that there'll be worrying signs for their manager um, as they haven't really been able to Mm. get off to a winning start. I think they've had one win in the first four, five games um, as there is a few other clubs with no wins, but um, they still haven't been very competitive, I should say, for the standard that they they have. Um, Yeah, I'd say...
0: um... Yeah the, the, they're in the camp with Arsenal now.
1: Um yeah. Potentially. Yeah. We'll talk about Arsenal. They got their second win of the season. Um Just. again not really convincing fashion. Um no. but they all count. 1-0 against Burnley at Turf Moor. Uh, Martin Odegaard free kick in the 30th minute got them the three points. But yeah, as I said, not very convincing. Yeah. Still going to have get over the line a better
0: team though. Um in I terms of were, total. They were the
1: better team. Burnley really had no Burnley didn't really have any attacking threat. Um, whereas Arsenal did have some, which I think gives them a little bit more of an edge and of course more chance to score. Um, but yeah, Arsenal just don't really look like where they should be, I think is the main thing. They're not really where they should be. Yep. Um, next up we had Liverpool and Crystal Palace at Anfield Liverpool winning 3 goals to nil Sadio Mane getting the lead just before half time Salah and Naby Keita in the second half finding the net um which I think it was a pretty attacking game from both sides it was 38 shots on goal combined between the two teams um and I think there's still plenty of positives for Crystal Palace um in that game especially in the first half the second half um things started to go south when the two concessions went through. But I think all in all, if I was a Palace fan, I wouldn't be really disheartened by that, especially travelling to Liverpool. Um, but, yeah, um, next up was one a result that was good for both of us, I think, when Man City uh, drew with Southampton at home, nil all, um, Despite kicking six Mm. goals midweek, they couldn't find the goal against Southampton. Um, Kyle Walker, there was a weird passage at the very end of the game where Kyle Walker was sent off and a penalty was awarded to Southampton. Um, VAR check went underway and then it was deemed not to be a penalty and then Walker was allowed to play (laughs) the rest of the game. So he wasn't given a red. Um, But one thing I think before this game, I think it was after the Champions League game and before this game was Pep Guardiola's message to the fans um, to try and get people to come to the game because there was a fair few empty seats, as we mentioned before, in their Champions League game. And he actually sent out a message to the fans saying, we need fans to come um, on Saturday, where the, which is where this game was, um, which I don't think they still didn't manage to pack the stadium. But a lot of memes came out of it um, with uh, tickets being in chocolate bars and being found in the rubbish and like let out by plane over the city. (laughs) It was quite funny. Um, Next up, we had uh, Watford with their second win of the season. Um, Dennis and Saar, the goal scorers for Watford, Saar with a brace. Uh, Puki also scored for Norwich in the first half. But I think from this, this result for me um, allows me to say with confidence right now, I think Norwich are the, Weakest team in the league. I think that's mm. undoubtedly the weakest team to lose to, uh, you know, Watford, who have also been promoted with them and doubt, haven't looked the strongest for Watford to win quite convincingly at Norwich as well. And them only to be able to barely even put a shot on target. I think they had three or four at home to Watford. Mm. I think that, and, and they still haven't been able to. To get a point, I don't think. Oh, they might have. I'm not sure if they have a point at at all yet. After no, five games. they're
0: on zero points and a negative twelve goal difference. Yeah, when it, they... when if you look at Watford, they are on six with a negative two, and Brentford are on eight with three positive three goal difference. Um, so sitting ninth yeah. and eleventh. So yeah, they've which which is surprising because um, it was Watford and Norwich up the top, and then Brentford made through on the, the playoffs.
1: Um yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think
0: have some sort of curse, maybe?
1: Yeah, they tend to come up first in the championship and then go down last in the Premier League. That's what happened last time at yeah. least. Um but yeah. One of the one of the four teams uh no one of the five teams without we win Southampton also haven't won yet I should mention. Um but yeah uh moving on to another I wouldn't say upset, but didn't definitely didn't expect it to be this outcome. Aston Villa three Everton nil. Mm. um yeah. All second half. Uh, Maddie cash opened in the 66th minute. Luca Dean with an own goal in the 69th minute and Leon Bailey with his first Aston Villa goal. I think it was in the yep. 75th minute, but I think Villa bouncing back nicely Um in a game that they probably would have won easily last year. And um but yeah, I think they won it easily. Yeah, they've obviously, f- won it easily this week.
0: Maybe they've uh, found a bit of form here. Maybe yeah. managed to um work some things through, which yeah. is good for them because they yeah they had a great season last season. The loss of this is obviously going to upset that, but um yeah hundred,
1: good to see. So, yeah, um, another You'd impressive. Like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially this one. Another impressive result here is Brighton defeating Leicester. 2-1 at the Amex. Uh, Neil Mopay mm, and Welbeck, the scorers for Brighton. Vardy scored a very nice uh, team goal for Leicester. Um, but this result puts Brighton up to fourth on the table. Um, I think City is sitting fifth. Yeah. And Everton and Tottenham and West Ham. So there's only 14 for four wins. Um, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, and then Brighton as well. I think they had a decent start to the season last year as well, if I do remember correctly. Um, and then managed to slowly, this good. slowly find, yeah, but yeah. yeah, very impressive, especially with Leicester, who, I mean, they haven't had the greatest starts to the season, I think we should mention. Um, yeah. And it's all, it's all going to go badly for Brighton when um,
0: Arsenal sack Arteta and um, <laughs> they pinch their manager and they, they get uh, their manager, uh, Hopefully Mr. Not. Potter. Hopefully yeah, not. I can
1: see it happening though. <laughs> Uh, next up, yeah, next up we have uh West Ham one, Man United two in a topsy turvy uh battle. We had Ben Rama opening the scoring at the half hour mark, Ronaldo equalizing Mm. five minutes later. Um, and then Lingard scored the winner in the 89th minute, but there was um a moment after that goal which could have changed the uh, direction of the match where West Ham were given a late penalty for handball uh, by Luke Shaw in additional time Mark Noble was subbed on to take the penalty and missed or well, he didn't miss it was saved still goes down a missed penalty um but yeah I think United have escaped out there with three points which could be an important three points when it comes down to this tie race as they've managed to stay at level with Liverpool and Chelsea um but yeah, yeah, I think we well, you know West Ham are, are dangerous, and I think this goes to show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to mention?
0: Uh, um, no. Um, so just looking if... at that now, I'd say
1: uh, you'd probably say Liverpool are the favourites to uh to carry it through. I think you're the only one saying that, honestly. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> I think because of this result. Okay. Um, the final game of match week five, we had Chelsea defeating Tottenham 3-0 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. All goals in the second half, Thiago Silva and Golikante and Antonio Rudiger in the 92nd minute. Um, one thing still for Tottenham is Harry Kane, who's failing to fire still after his, I think cold start to the season. Expecting a move, didn't go stayed Mm. can't can't really fire yet um but yeah chelsea uh joined liverpool in the exact same results (laughs) throughout their first five games every result has been the same throughout every game week which means they've stayed on the exact same thing the reason chelsea are ahead is because they have um well they've scored the exact same amount of goals but chelsea have one more away goal that goal at anfield um so yeah that's Basically, all that separates um, the top two right now. Mm. Um, And that's all the games for the week. Quite a few. What do we have? 26? (laughs) Bloody hell. Anyway, uh, now we'll move on to the rundown. This week on
0: the rundown, on Friday, Pele was admitted to hospital in Brazil due to a respiratory instability following... Rehabilitation of a tumor removal uh, earlier this month, Um, but all things look on the up now as we speak. Um, But it's a bit of a scare there. Um, Yeah, so we wish him well.
1: Yeah, he was admitted into like intensive care, um, obviously, because of the the caution because of the tumor removal. And then, yeah, yeah. Then he was moved down to semi-intensive and now he's in a stable condition, um, but still in hospital, I think, recovering. So, yeah, mm-hmm. as we said, hopefully things go his way. Well, fingers across crossed for him. Um, Indeed. Uh, on
0: Saturday, the 40-man shortlist, I love that, um, for the 2021 God was released. Um, yeah, it's a few interesting ones.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'm not going to go through every... Every player on the list, um, there's a quite a, you could just look it up almost and you'll see every player. But 40-man shortlist is not really a shortlist. It should really be like a 10 or 20 even um, that they do with the Ballon d'Or. I think they do a top 30 for the Ballon d'Or anyway, <laughs> shortlist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just players um, of, of just looking at some players that – may have a chance i mean bekayo saka probably won't win it but he's on there probably due for a top 10 finish maybe giovanni reina Borussia dortmund also decent shout uh, pedri for barcelona would be one of the front runners uh, nuno mendes moved from sporting to psg uh, musialov bayern um we'll get through some of these Mason Greenwood, Curtis Jones, probably don't have a chance of winning. May finish in the top 20. Uh, Eric Garcia, formerly of Man City. Emma uh, Diallo, just moved to Manchester United. Uh, Eduard Camavinga, probably be one of the bigger ones uh, with his move to Madrid and obviously his season at Rennes. Um, and yeah, one of the bigger ones, Jude Bellingham, who is my tip to win. I think you said your tip was someone else.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's clearly going to be Pedri. Um, Jubelling had a right season, but Pedri played all competitions. He played 78 matches or something ridiculous like that. And um, yeah, and was Euros, pretty yeah. on the ball. Uh,
1: yeah, well, Euros and then the Olympics. Euros and
0: the Olympics, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's, yeah. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Um, yeah. On Sunday, uh, England, Tottenham and Chelsea legend. Uh, Jimmy Greaves passed away aged 81. Um, he had been ill for quite some time. Um, yeah, he also played for West Ham, I believe, uh, but he's more notably known for England and Tottenham. Um,
1: yeah, I've got his um his like his major stats here. Um, so yeah, Spurs all-time goal scorer, 661 appearances. Uh, across in his club career 466 goals or club goals um record six times top scorer in the first division uh, he scored on debut for chelsea england tottenham and milan he's england's fourth highest goal scorer was a world cup winner um didn't play in the world cup uh, final but played in the three group stage matches before injury um 132 goals for chelsea in four seasons which is averaging just over 40 goals a season. Um mm. he has the most England hat-tricks with six, uh, most goals in the English top division history 357 and he scored 44 goals in 57 games for England. So they are just some of the few um a you know, few stats in his his career. Yeah, um so he started his professional
0: career um, 50s at in 1957, I should say. So when he was 17, um, and then retired in 1980, uh, so he was 40. So yeah, in that, but back in those days, that's
1: quite a, quite a lengthy yeah. career. Um, well, you don't even see that happen yeah, op- very often here nowadays.
0: Obviously, um, most famous for um, his time at Tottenham. Um, he actually scored a goal for Chelsea the season before he joined Tottenham, I think. Um, that denied Tottenham the league title. <laughs> um, Chelsea ever habit to doing that, it seems. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Uh, he didn't did manage to win the league with Tottenham like a lot of great players. Um, haven't managed to win the league at Tottenham. Um, but he did win um, the FA Cup a few times and many other personal awards. And he's most famous, really, for um, being left out of the 1966 World Cup final Um where he played a really big part in getting him to that final. Um, But yeah, still part of the squad and uh, did receive a medal in 2009. Uh, So, Which he sold. Yeah, Yeah, for (laughs) charity, but
1: yeah, still. um, Anyway, anything else for the rundown? That was really cool. uh,
0: Not really. Not really anything else that I can think of for the rundown this week.
1: Sure. Um, So I guess with that being said, we'll move on to the fixtures uh, before we wrap up.
0: Now it's time for the fixtures, uh, our tipping uh, for the upcoming week. Uh, This week, we have the start of the Carabao Cup or League Cup proper, round three of the League Cup, um, where the Premier League teams, or most of the Premier League teams, I should say, um, come into the fray. Um, We also have uh, all but one of the... Premier League match week, six uh, games to discuss. So kicking it off with the Carabao Cup. um, The first, we're only going to be talking about the Premier League teams in action. um, 18 out of the 20 -er. are. Who was knocked out?
1: Uh, Newcastle and Watford? No, not Watford. Uh, No, Watford (laughs) ring. And a Newcastle are out. We'll get, we'll about it when we get there. No, 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 no,
0: So, <laughs> there's two teams that were knocked out. Anyway, so the first <laughs> match is between Brighton and Oldham Athletic, um, taking place on Wednesday, the 22nd at 4.45. 45. Um, you'd expect Brentford to win this one. Um, I have no idea who got knocked out. Okay. Don't worry about that. Um, Next uh, is Burnley taking on Rochdale um, at Turf Moor. Also on Wednesday at 4.45. Um, All the games are being played on 4.45 on on the Wednesday. Um, uh, The next match on Wednesday is Fulham taking on Leeds at their stadium. Craven Cottage. Oh, my God. I thought you would have known that. No, I did. I knew I, I could picture it and I could tell you where it was on a map. But um, yeah. yeah, the name escapes me when you try to remember all of them. Anyway, uh, so this might be a closer one than some of the other ones. Uh, Fulham doing decently in the championship, but you would expect Leeds to get the job done. The next one, poor, poor Norwich um, having to face all the big dogs right at the start of their campaign. Oh, it won't be uh, the big dogs, trust me. I'd say. Well, still, big clubs. Um, I suppose Klopp might let this one slide. He doesn't really like the smaller competitions, Uh, which is Norwich taking on Liverpool um, at Carrow Road. Um, You'd still expect Liverpool to win, even with their B team. Um, But, yeah, who knows? It could be their under-21s, and it could be a real interesting match. But, um, yeah. Uh, The next one is QPR taking on Everton, also on the Wednesday. At Loftus Road, um, you'd think Everton would win, but I don't know. Uh, QPR, bit of a home advantage. Uh, and there will be fans, of course, back for the first time for the Carabao Cup um, since two years. Uh, or two tournaments, yeah. I should say. Um, so that might have a bit of an interesting factor. Sheffield United, the recently uh, relegated team, um, will be taking on Southampton at Bremel Lane now this will be a close one I think as well um Southampton not in form Sheffield United doing all right and at Bremel Lane could get one over on uh Southampton
1: okay are Sheffield doing that well I I haven't looked at the championship in a while. actually
0: they're not doing great but
1: I don't think they are (laughs) uh,
0: neither are Southampton so who knows um anyway moving on Watford take on Stoke but thankfully for Watford it's not at Stoke um it's at yeah. Vicarage Road, and yeah. therefore I think Watford should easily win this one. Or oh, Stoke, uh, looking like they might get into the Premier League or challenge for the playoff positions in the Premier, yeah. lot, in, in the Premier League. Uh, the, next, the next one uh, will be a very close one, in my opinion. Uh, Manchester City taking on Wickham Wanderers, the Mighty Ducks. Is it, Are they called oh. the Mighty Ducks? Are they ducks? Or is it a bird thingy? Anyway, it's no, a bird. Uh,
1: Palace is the other team that got knocked out, by the way.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, at the Etihad, <laughs> who I'm sure the Wickham Wanderers will fill their stadium because the Man City supporters won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As uh, much next as I can, is, I think. Yeah. Next is the next is Thursday. Well, Wickham always fill their stadium. So uh, on Thursday... Since when did it's, they have a
1: uh, 60,000 capacity stadium?
0: <laughs> I'm sure they have 60,000 fans that would attend every uh, week probably maybe. if they could uh, yeah yeah well i mean then they only need 30 if they can get it'd be hard to get 30 man city fans thirty thousand man city fans anyway um moving on on thursday it might be a free match if they were selling know, yeah, one, two, champions league teams well if oh, they were yeah. selling champions league for 12 pounds <laughs> yeah anyway, it could be moving on separate, yeah. moving on on thursday uh september the 23rd brighton take on Swansea uh, at the MX you'd expect Brighton to get the job done there now another close one uh, Arsenal taking on Wimbledon um, oh. at the Head. <laughs> and i would not be surprised if wimbledon get one you over say this arsenal. every arsenal game um, but it would be funny it would be funny it would be hilarious um wimbledon a are fighting down in i think league 1 or league 2 oh, no. um sure but I can guarantee Arsenal will play their strongest side um, because be um, great yeah, league so one lose yeah league one uh next up is Chelsea taking on Aston Villa uh, two premier League teams um at Stanford bridge um I think Aston Villa will win this. They just recently played each other Can't as well uh, yeah. at Stamford Bridge, which is a bit of a weird
1: coincidence. Um, but who I feel knows? like no one cares about the League Cup more than Man City. Everyone, Everyone's going to give up about it. They like, like winning it every year. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Tottenham would care about I it. I think, it,
0: like, well, but yeah.
1: <laughs> the League Cup
0: is obviously not as sought after as other ones, especially like the FA Cup has been more prestige and it's open it's to the whole... 92. Uh, sorry, open to non league teams and league teams. It's yeah, yeah, when you see the underdogs win, that's um, which rarely happens now, but when you see that happens, who's exciting. the last underdog to win? Um, Wigan, was it Wigan? Wigan, oh, no, won that FA no. Cup, wasn't it? That's what in I'm talking 2010? about.
1: 2010?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Wigan. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, uh, to Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, and they're taking on Tottenham Hotspur at Nuno, the,
1: the Nuno um, Derby
0: again their second No derby in three weeks. Yep. Um, you'd expect Spurs to win this one, but who knows if they play a week aside. As with know. Uh, these smaller competitions, um, you never do know. Might be interesting. Um, next up is yep. teams who just played each other. Manchester United taking on West Ham United. they want Old revenge. Trafford. They will want revenge. And I wouldn't actually I be wouldn't... surprised if Ronaldo starts this match
1: no nah, I, I would be i'd be pres- i wouldn't be surprised if west ham play you know semi full strength and just to mm. get the result over them and then obviously to knock them out of the of the cup would also be funny yeah would be pretty funny oh these aren't knockouts though, are they yeah
0: oh are oh, they're all knockouts what am i talking yeah. about <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> next up uh which is bound to be a um controversial match it's always is when uh, this team play uh, is Millwall. Ta- Millwall, sorry, <laughs> taking on Leicester um, at the Den. Um, yes. Wouldn't want to be any away fan there. Can tell you that. Um, you think Leicester <laughs> gets it done? But yeah, I don't know if they might be intimidated beforehand. I don't
1: even? How are Millwall still in this competition? I mean, how is AC Wimbledon still in it?
0: How Millwall aren't banned from everything? I don't know. Some of the stuff they've done,
1: anyway. I want to see who, how do they, how do who did Millwall beat to get through? Palace lost to Watford, I should mention, and I think Newcastle lost on penalties to Burnley. Um, Millwall, oh, they beat Cambridge. They had an easy game. Yep. Anyway, Anyway, uh, moving
0: on to Premier League match week six, uh, which kicks off on Saturday. Predicting, yes, we are on Saturday, (laughs) September the twenty-fifth. Um, the first match being Chelsea taking on Manchester City uh, at Stamford Bridge at 9.30. Um, I've gone for a 1-0 to Manchester
1: City. City. Uh, what would you go with? I also went 1-0, uh, but this time to Chelsea.
0: Okay. Uh, the next match is Manchester United taking on Aston Villa at Old Trafford on Saturday, the 25th of September at 9.30pm. And I've gone for a 3-1 to Manchester United.
1: I went 2-0 to United. <laughs>
0: uh, next up on is Everton taking on Norwich City at Goodison Park on Sunday, the 26th of September at 12am. Uh, and I've gone for a 2-0 to Everton.
1: I'm on 3-0 Everton.
0: Uh, next, also on Sunday, is Leeds United taking on West Ham United at Elland Road at 12 a.m., and I've gone for a 2-1 to West Ham.
1: Um, I've gone 3-1 West Ham.
0: Interesting. Uh, next, also on Sunday, is Leicester City taking on Burnley at the King Power Stadium at 12 a.m., um, and I've gone for a 1-0 to Burnley.
1: Ooh. Uh, I've done 2-1 to Leicester.
0: Uh, Next up on Sunday is Watford taking on Newcastle United at Vicarage Road at 12 a.m. And I've gone for a 2-2 draw.
1: Yeah, I've gone for a draw as well, 1-1, however.
0: Next is Brentford taking on Liverpool at Brentford Community Stadium also on Sunday at 2.30 a.m., the most fun time to Have a Premier League match being broadcast, especially in Australia. Yeah. Um. Well, it wouldn't be in England, would it? Uh, Obviously, they wouldn't (laughs) get anyone to the games.
1: I think Uh, people would still go.
0: Some people. um, Yeah. Psychopaths. Yeah, psychopaths. (laughs) Uh, In saying that, if Chelsea were playing at 2:30 a.m. in in London and I was there, I'd go. Um, Uh, I've gone for a 4-0 to Liverpool.
1: Uh, I've gone a little bit more reserved, 2-1 Liverpool.
0: Next up is Southampton taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers, also on Sunday at St. Mary's at 11pm. And I think Southampton will get their first win of the Premier League season defeating Wolves three goals to one.
1: Jeez. I've gone uh, one nil to Wolves.
0: Ooh, to Wolves. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Next, uh, last match we'll be tipping for this week. Um, not the last match of the match week, but we will tip the last match of the match week next podcast as it cuts off before then, is the probably the biggest match or traditionally the
1: most hyped Sub, match it, it's um, like the undercard to the biggest match biggest match is chelsea city this is the undercard
0: yeah but i mean the more of the the traditional uh rivalry yeah. match that would be, um that of course is on monday the 27th of september and it's the north london derby between arsenal and tottenham fierce rivals both coming through or had a bit of a bad spell um obviously tottenham started off very well and have have had a a couple of games where they haven't played so well um they'll be wanting to get over their fist rivals here arsenal would not necessarily need a point um for mikel arteta keep his job but it would help um and if they win this i think his job's safe for the next 10 matches at least um the new year I'd say. yeah potentially if they lose this i think it might you know set them on the wrong path once again um after not many convincing wins. Um, anyway, so Arsenal are taking on Tottenham at the Emirates at 1.30, but I think Tottenham will get their mojo back and they will defeat Arsenal two goals to nil.
1: I think this game will leave a lot of grey area still um, mm-hmm. regarding like, where both teams sit. So I've gone with a, a 1-1 draw.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, would be interesting to see yeah. how this one, um, folds. Um, so at and the moment, the, uh, last. There you, yep, there you go. There
1: you go. Um, what I was going to say is I think the the midweek games in the in the league may help the stronger teams in the on the weekend, um, because I think especially teams like Brentford, um, even teams like Burnley. Um, Southampton, they may field like a semi-strong top side. So then, during the weekend, they may be weaker to a game where they may not. They may know they may have no chance of winning. Um, yeah, which I, I haven't think really Arsenal into my predictions actually, at
0: all. I, I think Arsenal will field a pretty strong side too against Wimbledon. Um, nah, no, I can't see them second. Well, I mean their side's not that strong anyway, in my opinion. Um, or they haven't been playing that well. Well, in um, terms of their
1: squad, it's not going to be like their main starting eleven.
0: No, but it won't be far off, I don't think. I wouldn't really be surprised. Um, I would be. Anyway, well, otherwise I think Tottenham won't, but um, they're only playing Wolves. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't underestimate the underdog. So that's all I would say to Arsenal. Because uh, to get kicked out by Wimbledon would look really bad. Um, it's Not like if they the don't play a
1: normal team. If they play a weaker team, then it's almost expected.
0: But it's still... They've defeated Arsenal. It's still that
1: club, it's still a pride thing. Oh, like, I know Klopp doesn't care about it, but only fake fans would recognise it as a.
0: It's still sh- a competition. A it's still result. something
1: you'd want to win. No, anyway, some teams have their, uh, some teams have their goals, some don't.
0: Look, well, if, you well. if, you, if you're Arsenal and you come away with, if you if you're Arsenal you come away with a Carabao Cup, that's silverware. If you're Tottenham and you come away with the Carabao <laughs> that's Cup, that's what's kept Tottenham's
1: job, hasn't it? <laughs> Well, it was the FA high. Cup, which is a bit more, bit
0: more significant. No, was
1: winning a trophy, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's really the only thing that. Well, they signed him a new contract after. Anyway, we could talk about this for a while. Um, yeah,
1: true. Yes, uh, but we're not you going were gonna to say something before uh, I cut you off. Uh,
0: yes. uh, so tipping. Uh Tom's got a bit of a, bit of a,
1: it's bit of a lead
0: here. Um, growing lead. Um, he is on forty six after last week and I am on 28 so I've got a pull bit of your a catch in. up to do pull your head in yeah but I'd, I've only been off not too bad I think you've got a few more three-pointers than I
1: have um, but yeah I don't think we're neither no. of us neither of us got three-pointers the last two weeks um, yeah that is true but yeah that's keeping you in it <laughs> thanks for tuning into this week's podcast make sure to follow us over on Twitter At 91 underscore pod for updates about us and the world of football. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at RP underscore shop. And you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. You can also find all of our contacts and references in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.